Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie. Record scratch. (laughs) Welcome to Hey, Jeff, a podcast about Survivor season 41 and also Big Brother 23. Hell yeah. This cast of Survivor has been announced, released. The picks are out. The bios are out. We are loving what we're seeing on the internet. Oh, finally, a fresh show, a fresh cast, a fresh season of something that I actually want to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you heard it right, fans. You're back on the Hey Jeff feed. All right, here's the deal. Lots to talk about this week. A lot to talk about this week. Oh, my God. We're probably going to talk about Big Brother 23 the least, but there's yeah. so, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about this new cast from Survivor 41. We hope you all watch that. Uh, we're going to talk about some deep dives into Kylan's social media profile. We're going to have some <laughs> dramatic readings later in the episode. We'll talk about BB23. We're going to talk about upcoming movie musicals. You know which one. Uh, we're going to start with Survivor, though, uh, and the cast. Danielle, first impressions. So my first impressions are this cast looks absolutely great. Um, They do a great job of just having like people who look like characters, people who look like they'll be interesting. Even in the short bios I read, I was like, oh, this there's a lot to this person. Um, And just a quick note, this show, it starts on September 22nd, which is not that far away. That's soon. So I'm even more excited. That's in less than three weeks. And I'm just ready to watch live. We'll cover it. Because, listen, I'm not sure that Big Brother... Actually, it'll probably get better by the time that time rolls around. But The next few weeks of Big Brother will be interesting. I yeah, think there's actually be a, I We'll talk about it later in the episode, but I think there's, there's a chance for something legitimately interesting to happen this week. And yes. then we're having two double evictions in the next uh, consecutive Thursdays. Which they heard us. They, Can I just say, they, uh, you know, what? I love when a company tweets like, we heard you and we will no longer be serving, you know, like chunky monkey sauce at the <laughs> location. It's like Big Brother heard us when we said, don't do a triple eviction. Fans, we heard you. We will no longer be building an oil pipeline in the middle <laughs> yes. of your backyard. Yeah. So. It's so much fun when we do these Big Brother cast reveals in June mm-hmm. because these people are psycho. And honestly, yes. as we've discussed about, maybe they should be even more psycho. Unhinged. I don't, you know, this is the first time I'm really kind of participating in a season of Survivor from the sort of pre-show all the way to the end. We watched Survivor yeah. Winners at War last year, but we kind of caught up an episode or two late. I never really... I never really watched the cast announcements or anything. I've watched a number of seasons of Survivor in the last year, um, one of which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, These people this year, I don't know if it's new. I don't know if it's uh, a result of, you know, that new casting philosophy that CBS announced last year with a 50%, um, you know, BI, what's the right terminology? Uh, like diverse? You know, diverse cast or whatever. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone here is like really inspiring <laughs> for the most part. Everyone's yeah. like, I'm a neurosurgeon who's trying to, to defeat the cancer that took my father's life. My, yeah. my hero is my grandfather, my grandmother who worked three jobs and died of COVID and like everyone is like fuck man 
I hope you win. Yeah. That's a great story. You seem really inspiring. They're like, I'm going to medical school. I'm going to business school. My my mother gave gave up her entire life for for me and my 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 siblings after my father passed away unexpectedly. Everyone's yeah. like that. And I'm like, hell yeah, there's nothing wrong to say about these people. I'm gonna yeah. pick out some funny things from their bios. But like <laughs> for the most part, I'm like, wow, these people are great. But on Sir but on Big Brother, they're like Hey, I'm Kenny. I'm a Hooters waiter, and I love uh, I love if you sign up to uh, follow me on Instagram. Like that's yeah. it, you know. <laughs> I well, one thing I said to Brett that I'll repeat because, like, if there is a theme, I don't believe it's been announced yet for this season of Survivor. But there are, as you said, there are a lot of people in the little bios I read. It was all about how like Survivor has played a huge part in their lives. Like one girl was like. Jeff Probst was like my dad growing up. <laughs> like he was the voice I needed because like, I, don't, I guess her parents were having issues. I don't know. But then also a lot of medical related yeah. uh, professions. Uh, so I'm not sure if this is like a frontline. Well, it's not, they're not all frontline workers. Um, I don't think, but, but I'm wondering if that's the theme of the season. And if so, we need them back. Or it's like, People in the medical profession have had a rough 18 months. Mm-hmm. Give them a vacation. Yeah. If you're on the front lines, I mean, even if you're, you know, a neurosurgeon, like one of our contestants is, yeah, he's not in the COVID ward, but I'm sure he's got extra, he's got extra things to deal with, extra procedures to stay, stay COVID safe as part of his job. I mean, he, I'm sure he does pretty well for himself if he's a, if he's right. a, a neurosurgeon. <laughs> neurosurgeon. It's like, give these people a, a break. At the same time, that break is literally starving themselves. Yeah, for 30 days. And being stung by things for, for 40 <laughs> days. But it's a break nonetheless. You know, different strokes for different folks. I'm just like, one of the cast members said that Survivor taught him English. It's like oh, everyone's yeah, but- saying, yeah, that how important Survivor is to their lives. So I'm like, what is the theme? Uh, I do know that there are going to be three tribes to start off the show. They are split into, um, there's, you know, I don't know, 18 people. So I guess groups of, um, three groups of six. And I don't know if it's like, wasn't there like heroes versus healers versus. There's always, that's why I'm like dying to know. Yeah, it's always, it's like Gen X versus Millennial, David versus Goliath. Like, I love the themes. I think they're so funny. So that's why I'm dying to know what it is this year. And we have a pretty diverse cast. And I want to bring it up in context of this. And I apologize if you don't know all the Survivor seasons very well. Um, I'm watching Survivor Millennials versus Gen X right mm-hmm. now, which is season 33. Have you watched that, Danielle? I've seen. I I did watch some of the episodes. Um, I think I watched the first couple. So I just I I watch a season of Survivor and then I just Google again like what are the best seasons of Survivor and then I pick yeah. one and I watch it. So this one's really interesting because it came out 33. So they're doing like two a year. It came out maybe five, six, seven years ago, I guess, something like that. And this was sort of like right before the internet and white people learned about how fucked up shit was. (laughs) Yeah. When it was just like fun to hate on millennials. 
No, well, there is a there's a no, I I mean more in terms of like race and structural mm, racism inequality. and inequality and stuff like that. And yeah. like just how we how we interact with other people and like the way that systematically people uh, people of a certain race are always just like sort of the afterthought or they're always the first boo like something that's i mean yeah. it's the why the cookout is i saw such a great thing online and i apologize i i apologize I, I don't have it memorized or pulled up i forgot who even tweeted it but like there is a little bit online and it's wrong of online um pushback against the cookout of the sort of actually they're being racist oh, for you know and <laughs> Which is, yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, they, their strategy is a response to yeah. 22 seasons of racism where there's only one black guy and he's always voted out, you know, in the exactly. first three weeks. Where yeah. there's only one black woman or two black women and they're always voted out pre-jury. Or poor, uh, uh, was it Bailey is her name? I'm getting, because I, I just have Swaley in my mind. It's Swaggy and- <laughs> Yeah, there's Bailey, yeah. Bailey, yeah, sorry. Like, like the moment she gets upset, she's kind of sort of framed as this like shrieking crazy woman or whatever yeah. in the way that we wouldn't say those, use those words for white people. Anyways, I'm watching uh, Big Brother, or no, sorry, Survivor Gen X Millennials. And it's actually a relatively ish diverse cast, but the way women of color are treated on the season is fucking awful. And oh, really? It it kind of goes by in a way that is unnoticed, in a way that something from 2014, like those issues weren't really being noticed as much in 2014 in the way they were very much around the forefront in 2020 and 2021. Right. There are three Asian women on the cast. There are two black women in the cast. The three Asian women, I believe, are like three of the first four boots on the wow. show. And then the yeah. two black women are pro are two of the next like three boots on there and it's just like anytime any woman of color on this series i'm enjoying the show i'm enjoying the season because some of the the strategy and stuff is is really wild and i really like some of the characters um including some of like the villainous characters but yeah. like it is just horrible to watch in slow motion as like anytime a woman of color like takes a position of power or tries to lead or does something, they immediately get voted out. And it is, this is something that went by unnoticed for all of history. By and, us, we should yeah, say. Exactly. Not by exactly, white people. Yeah. Not exactly. by, I'm sure not by the people, like people of color. <laughs> yeah, no, a thousand percent. Thank you yeah. for correcting me there. Yeah, and yeah. now because of everything that's been going on it's, and, and how, how, one of the the rare good things about social media in the last three years is that these issues have been elevated and noticed and like are very much part of the conversation now. Like, I don't think that stuff is ever going to happen again. It's obviously not happening on Big Brother 23. I It doesn't like we have a great diverse cast of like really awesome people seemingly on 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 uh, survivor 41 i haven't seen videos of them i don't know i mean this you know the way they shoot it the season i think is essentially done right. um you know we they we know who the final or they know who the final three are and they're going to open it up on finale night but um it's it, i don't really have a point here other than to say things have things have changed hopefully for the better in the last six or seven years
Yeah. And it's interesting to hear this because um, I was always under the impression from what I've seen online of people. I think it's, I don't think it's the minority opinion online for people to say like Survivor is a better show than Big Brother. I'll (laughs) say it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I I always thought that Survivor was like much more was better at dealing with like diversity. And that was part of the reasons why it's better than Big Brother. So, yeah, that's certainly interesting to hear. And um, I do remember there. I'm pretty sure in Gen X versus Millennial, there's also there, it's very controversial because they're of um, a transgender contestant and the way not, they're treated yeah, not in on, the show. Not on that season. Oh, okay. Then I'm thinking of a different one. But um, I remember reading tweets about it. I didn't watch the series, uh, the season at the time. But there was also that, like, people were very upset about how they were treated in the show. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of issues. But sometimes, you know, I guess sometimes it's like they have to just film it. And then five years later, someone watches it and goes, wait a minute. This is fucked up. Let's make it better. And that's how you have growth. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, this is hopefully not that much later. Hopefully, it's just the opinion of two two dumb white people. Yes. It's very true. It's very, it's very likely that we're wrong about something or we're not seeing uh, everything. So, um, but it's just something worth it. You know, I noticed. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say something amusing about the cast of Survivor also that I'm looking at? They include Jeff Robes as part of the cast as Survivor. He like is. In the, I know he is, but it's like really funny to go through all these new people, and then it's like, and Jeff Robes, <laughs> and they give him a little nugget too of like, Jeff Robes has hosted the show for fifty years. <laughs> so like, I just think it's funny. Um, executive producer too. Also, need, you know who needs a haircut? Jeff Robes. Yeah, we got a question from at One River Mike. Hockey hair, hot or not? And this is in response <laughs> to a photo of Jeff Probst on the Survivor CBS Twitter. And I, there's, I mean, there's some promos with Jeff too, some video promos. And it's like, my guy is, haven't we all? It feels like my guy has aged a lot in the last 18 months. Because well, he didn't age for so long. So maybe yeah. the pandemic really caught up to him. Or maybe I'm just watching a lot of Jeff's probes from 10 years ago. That that's probably a thing too. Yeah. Cause you know, actually I will say Julie Chen has aged aged really well. <laughs> Cause I've watched a couple old seasons recently of yeah. or at least episodes from old seasons. And uh she's she's always been looking good. Really good. Yeah. Uh Jeff Probst is turning into the actor William Fitchner or Fickner. I don't know how you pronounce it. Oh wow. It. Great it's a good actor. Pull. It's a good pull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a we are a pro William Fickner <laughs> yeah. account. I totally agree. That's a great call. It's a great call. You know, he he always he plays, plays some weird, evil. weird characters. He, he does. Evil I actually people. just watched like the first. This movie's like nine hours long, but I watched the first hour of Contact the other day, and he plays oh. a very kind. He plays a very oh. sympathetic character in that. And it's a rare moment because he always plays some like, well, he's in a lot of Michael Bay stuff and he's always like the commander who wants to go rogue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's always, he looks like a, his, you know, he's, he's a character actor. Yeah. yeah, his angular features. You don't trust him. We don't trust him. Uh, no. He just looks like he's going to stab you in the back. He's plotting something evil. Um, you know, I recommend to people watch the first hour of contact. He's, he's like this, he's a, he's like a blind, like, uh, uh, 
the astrophysicist or something like that. Yeah, he's cool. just like this very kind-hearted man. And I don't know. He's had a great career. You know, oh, he's yeah. been an Oscar winner crash. He's been in <laughs> He was shot the by Dark the Joker. Knight. Yeah, in the Dark Knight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he was in the Nicolas Cage film, Drive Angry. Yeah. He was in Teenage Mutant. Yeah, Michael Bay loves him. He was in Armageddon. He was in Armageddon. He was one of the yeah. shuttle pilots there. Um, Survivor, though. Survivor. Are there any? Uh, are there any um, cast members you want to call out specifically? I, so I really think they all look good. I I'm drawn to um, Tiffany Seely, who is the older. She's an old, she's 47 years old, and she was a New York teacher. And so, you know, you guys know I miss New York desperately. Anything from New York is the warm spot for my heart. I just, and she's a teacher. So, you know, she's been a New York City teacher has seen some shit. So I just, I'm excited for this personality. I am actually a little bit afraid of Tiffany. I mean, I'm afraid more (laughs) more of the ways than one. Like if I saw her, I would be afraid of her. Like that she would destroy me. Yeah, you should be. And Uh, that is a cultivated thing over years of teaching snot-nosed children in New York City. I will say, I'm I'm just a little bit worried about, we don't know anything about her. She's mm-hmm. 47. She's a 47-year-old white woman from Queens. Yes. Mm, yes. I'm I just a point. little, I'm a little <laughs> bit, and then she, and her point. pet peeves are, I hate being wrong. I'm a little bit concerned, mm-hmm. a little bit concerned that she shows up to supermarkets and screams at people about masks. I'm a little yeah. bit concerned. I I think you're very valid in that concern. I think that's um, I think that's a very possible uh, a thing we will eventually find out about her. You think New York City, and you're like, oh, everyone's liberal, everyone's like cool, and like you get out to Queens, you get out to Staten Island. I know they yeah. don't talk like they're from the South, but it's like. Lot, no, lots yeah, of similar opinions about uh, you know mass mandates so right. and stuff. So you're so right, and there's always listen. You see those viral videos of someone causing a stink in like a New York deli, and it, you know it makes you feel good because almost everyone in the video is like "fuck you," put your mask <laughs> on. But there has to be that one person who's making the stink. It could be Tiffany. It, that person probably is from Staten Island. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. she's from Queens, but <laughs> so. I want to actually continue the conversation with another, not elderly, another middle-aged woman, almost (laughs) as old as us, Uh, Heather Aldrit from uh, Charleston, South Carolina, 52. And now I like it. Now we're we're talking about New York. We're talking about South Carolina. Right. I I think she's great. She, I don't know. she, She hates loud cell phone talkers, people who choose not to hear the truth. Though that mm-hmm. could have a, a, you know, who knows what what that actually means. But I don't know. The truth I get about the, vaccines. Yeah, like, the truth that they're actually <laughs> microchips. Or the truth of, I don't know, but I, I have a, a a warm, you know, almost like hippie mom vibe from her. Yeah, maybe not. She, I maybe got a very not. Jennifer Coolidge vibe from her. <laughs> just her, just <laughs> maybe. her look. Maybe um, I cuss. I have a passion for possums, and I cuss like a drunken, sunburnt sailor. I don't know. I just think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's fun. I like it. Um, I- I'll tell you who caught my eye. Yeah. Yeah. Who really caught my eye. Jeannie uh, Chen. 
Oh, yeah. She's a grocery clerk. She's 46 years old. Um, yeah, she has been, I guess she's been a grocery clerk for a really long time. I don't know. I just think she looks different and cool. So I, yeah. maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I like about these shows. I know I've gone on about this like ad nauseum in several episodes this year, but like America loves characters and so do I. I like seeing someone on TV who I don't know in real life. Or, you know, that like seems different and interesting to me. So and getting to know them. And that's what Jeannie Chen seems like. to She's me. a gamer girl. No, she's a gamer woman. Gamer woman. She, she you know, she's. Uh, yeah, I, I she could definitely be a character. Um, I want to bring up another person who's going to be a character on this season. And I want to bring up her pet peeves. I want to bring up Evie Jagoda oh, from yes. Westchester, New York. Yes. Pet peeves. And I partially agree with her. <laughs> men. Not all men, <laughs> but I cannot stand machismo and mansplainers. Anything Love that drives anything like that drives me insane. In grad school, I dealt with a lot of know-it-all male energy and and it's a lot. But here's the good part. Back when I dated men, I once broke up with a guy because we were on a trip to Budapest and he kept pronouncing it Budapest to prove how <laughs> smart and worldly he was. It was the biggest turnoff. I broke up with him literally 30 <laughs> minutes after we got back from the trip. Oh, so she made it through the trip. But then... What are you going to do? Break up with him over. in the Pest? Sure. Hook up with some hot Budapest guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now you've or been girl, dumped. Or girl, clearly. Um, I don't know. I guess, it's, I guess it's pest. I'm just saying pest because I don't want Evie to, to yeah. you know, break up with me. But, like, I, first of all, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Men are horrible. I probably <laughs> mansplained something on this podcast today. Um, but I just, I love the Budapest story. I think it's, uh, I think it's incredible. Yeah. Um, there's, like, uh, where is she from? She's from... Westchester, Westchester but okay. she lives in uh, Massachusetts. She definitely feels like her entire vibe is extremely crunchy, um, extremely li has an NPR tote. She uh, said she was on a podcast, like what is it, yeah. All Things Considered or one of those podcasts. This isn't a bad thing, but this is like... She was on an episode of Radiolab. Yeah, of course. She's yeah. like... She's got the totes from all the pods, not Hazel. She's we a need a very tote. we need a Mrs. tote. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just started thinking about how like tote bags are actually ruining the environment. They're actually horrible. Like, oh god, no, we don't need more totes in the world. Um, we'll we'll put we'll do some other. We'll do a better like biodegradable Hazel merch if we ever do it. <laughs> but um, this is a very specific character. You know how like Jeannie Chen? I don't know Jeannie Chen, and I'm sad. I'm excited to meet her, Evie Jagoda. I've met a million Evie Jagodas in my life. <laughs> I'm friends with Evie Jagodas. They're great, but you know, I've been there, done that. I feel we've been there, done that with Xander Hastings. Xander. Oh, yes. Well, there always needs to be one. There always has to be a Xander. Um, let me just find his. He's 21. He looks he looks truly like a cross between Christian and Travis. Uh, he's from Jacksonville, Florida. Woof. Yeah. App developer. Yeah. Woof. Um, here we go. This is 
this can be framed and put in the National Archives. What is something we would never know from looking at you? I love the pursuit of knowledge and experience. I could spend hours discussing the genius of Richard Serra's commission for the NYC IRS building, or how Mandarin enables the mind to think more creatively, or the lab I just finished on rendering an image of the Crab Nebula using Doppler shift and Kepler's third law, or an algorithm for my latest app's feed widget, or the golden warmth of the sun as it crests the horizon on a cold morning in Rocky Mountain National Park, or meandering through the crowd of bazaars in Western China, I want to live a thousand lives before mine is over. It's such a 21-year-old thing to say. <laughs> such a 21-year-old, like, Jack yeah. Dorsey mind guy thing to say. Oh, yeah. A brain genius. He's got, yeah. he's cooking in the mental is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not crazy about, I'm not crazy about him, um, Xander, but I, we, we had to, we had to say this. We had to say he this just song. looks like such a little punk. I mean, a little punk kid. I could be wrong. Maybe he's great. But, you know, I see these guys now, and especially at 21, there's just a little pipsqueak. This a little kid. What do you know about the bazaars of Western China? <laughs> and I, you know, like a thousand points off for even saying the, the letters IRS. It is September. I don't want to think about the IRS at all. Don't ever My boy Xander, he's mined the crypto and he's ready to file his taxes for the crypto that he's mined. That is not what I want to think about when I'm watching Survivor. He believes in a deunified monetary system, but also playing by the rules and paying Ugh. Uncle Sam. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> right. I do too, but... <laughs> um, yeah. Um, who else is... I like uh, that Chantel Smith loves Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. I thought that was fun. A fun call out. We don't hear, you know, you don't hear about Xena Warrior Princess much these days. You don't? No. They they rebooted Gossip Girl. They're rebooting How I Met Your Mother. They're rebooting Doogie Howser. They're rebooting Doogie. What happened to, why isn't 2021 ready for a reboot of Xena, Warrior Princess? It seems like a very 2021 show to me. Yeah, I mean, do it. Lucy's around. She's done, Lucy she's done a ton around. of stuff. She's done a ton of stuff. She's on Battlestar I mean, Galactica, my favorite show. People love, okay, so this is a, I know this is a real diversion from what we're talking about but like i've been reading a lot of tweets lately because in case you don't know the 20th anniversary of 9-11 is coming up and so a lot of the i've been reading a lot of tweet threads that are like what were the most like the the best or like the most cultural no like what are the most interesting pieces of culture that came out of like were that were clearly influenced from 9-11 and a lot of people said battlestar galactica and I was like, what? I have not seen Battlestar Galactica. But people love it. And I was like, what go. is the connection? Here <laughs> we go. Daniel. You know how you liked Lost for a little bit? Yeah. Battlestar Galactica is a science fiction program in that same vein of early 2000s sci-fi shows like Lost. But that's actually good. It is, it is a post-9-11 West Wing in space with... <laughs> with Top Gun and Terminator elements. 
to it. It is a it is basically a political drama in space, but it's very much about like life after a major terrorist event just completely fucks up everything. And about there's a lot of stuff about, you know, sort of tie-ins to what was going on with the war in Iraq and wars in Afghanistan mm-hmm. at that time, but it flips the script about it's it's kind of weird speculative sci-fi where it's like it does there's a few episodes, there's sort of an occupation at one point where sorry to spoil the show, but like okay. yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. But like just as an example, there's a part of the show where there is an occupation that is a little bit like a role reversal of what was going on in like Afghanistan and Iraq where there was like, but our heroes, the people we like are the sort of like people living in Afghanistan. And there's like this evil army of robots that come in. And especially in 2003 and 2004, we're hearing a lot about roadside bombs and suicide bombs and stuff. And in the West, we're like fucking how, how, how horrible, how, you know, what a savage thing to do. These bad words throwing savage mm-hmm. around. Um, but then you watch the show and Battlestar Galactica flips the script and is like, all right, here's a scenario where it's like, all right, you're actually sympathizing with the people who you are not sympathizing with on the news that night. Let's right. put the, let's like rearrange who the who the good guy, who the bad guy is in this situation and make yeah, you yeah. reconsider what is going on with democracy, with, you know, wartime practices, all that stuff. It's a show that takes place in outer space, but it reminds, it's, it's really what, good. The way you're describing it reminds me of, like, that Mitchell and Webb sketch. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know, where they're, where they're Nazis, and they're like, yeah. wait a minute, are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah, it's a, a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Battlestar Galactic, it's, also, it's, just, it's just, like, incredibly well-written and well-acted, and uh, Xena Warrior Princess is on it. Good for her. Yeah. All right. Well, then, I, just to keep on this off-topic thing, that my question to you is, do you think that's the best piece of culture that is was clear so clearly directly influenced by 9-11? Um, so I are we going to... Is it the extremely loud and incredibly close movie adaptation with Tom Hanks? <laughs> <laughs> Universally you even, banned. Did you see that movie? <laughs> no, everyone said Me it either. sucked. Yeah, um, I no, I mean, I, I haven't really thought about this, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would have to say Battlestar Galactica. It's like one of my favorite shows ever, so... I, I can't you know imagine I anything else beating that on the list. Well, listen up. Okay. The piece of culture, the best piece of culture to have been influenced by 9-11 <laughs> is the scene up. in the newsroom oh! <laughs> where, where the cast of the newsroom is on a plane. <laughs> and the flight attendants will not, even though they've landed, the flight attendants will not allow the news producers to have access to their phones or like get up out of their seats. But they are about to break the biggest news of all that they got that they, they, and by they, they mean America, got 
Osama bin Laden. <laughs> and so there's a huge ruckus. They tell the passengers and the passengers are like, whoa, they have to break this news about Osama bin Laden. Let them stand. And the flight attendants are like, no, it's against protocol. I'm just trying to like save your life. And they're like, fuck you, flight attendant, you idiots. Don't you know I'm a news producer? And then the pilot comes out. <laughs> the pilot comes out. And the news producer is like, sir, we got him. <laughs> like salute. No, I, first of all, I just tweeted this from our account as you were saying this. Because I watched it. Because this is not the first time this exact scene has come up on our show. I actually watched it. On, I like It popped in my mind. I was like, oh my God, Danielle loves this scene. So I watched it on YouTube. And the pilot comes out. And from the point of view of our news producer, it zooms in on the pilot's like lapels where he's got yes. his like his like pilot badge. His, and it's like like a, like a moment of solitude of watches over where it's just like, oh, he's a soldier. Or like, yeah. it's like he's wearing his like United Airlines shirt. It's like stained. It's not, it's not, it's not like his like actual military. I mean, m many, most... I don't know about most, a huge bunch of commercial airline pilots are former military. But it was like, it's just like him stepping out with his fucking like <laughs> Delta shirt is Purple like heart. what makes him be like, sir, <laughs> sir, we got him. <laughs> and then like, I, I forget if this happens, but it feels like it should. The entire flame bursts into applause at the news producers. <laughs> And then, and then they're like, we did it. We did we it. We broke the news. Content producers. <laughs> digital media. It is the best. Oh, the best scene. The best. It's uh, it's great. Um, so, yeah, yeah. we got uh, super excited about um, <laughs> that. I think Brett and I like send I that watched... clip to each other. Anytime it pops up on my feed, I, I feel like I send it to you. <laughs> I just rewatch it every time. Okay, any, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've really lost the plot here. Let's let's move closer to Big Brother, but not quite at Big Brother. Okay, please. Yes. Our guy Kylan Young has been outed. <laughs> as an internet Karen. He is Mr. Can I speak to the manager? <laughs> He's at Delta. Can I speak to your manager? <laughs> he wants to talk to customer service. He wants to, I mean, he's going to try it when he hears this podcast. He's going to try to talk to our manager, but we don't have a manager. We cannot be managed. We are free. This is like Soviet it. Russia. There is no <laughs> one in control. There is a whole like, Plutocracy <laughs> control. Anyways, November 21st, 2019, at Kylan Young tweets, at AMC Helps, at AMC Theaters. This A list is feeling like F list with this <laughs> order creation failed error message we keep getting. Any way you could help correct this or provide an option to get a movie ticket on site? We are at a theater right now, beginning our, of our movie, Ellipses. <laughs> I mean, this is the funniest. This is like, this is the funniest thing anyone's ever found, I think, from a Big Brother contestant's Twitter. Usually people go and find like horrible things and then they get like, <laughs> you know, canceled. This is just all amusing. 
Dateline, April 17th, 2019. A woman or man, I, I don't know. I, I, I apologize. This is a, a name I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, it's, anyways, uh, Pothy Switha, I, I, someone of uh, Central Asian descent. I'll say that. Okay. I don't know. There's no, there's no, fo- there's no photo. He or she tweets. She only has three followers, by the way. <laughs> Cannot book advanced tickets with Cinemia app and seems like every user is having the same issue. Wonder what at Cinemia support is doing. At Cinemia app sucks. Cinemia is a big <laughs> scan. Users are being robbed. Hashtag Cinemia. Hashtag scam. Hashtag scam alert. Hashtag Cinemia <laughs> sucks. Cinemia, by the way, uh, a few years ago was like, what was that movie app where you ever movie, like, uh, movie pass? It was a, a sort of competitor of movie pass where you would pay like 30 bucks a month and you'd get movie tickets. Right. At Kylan Young responds two days later. I'm setting up a class action lawsuit. <laughs> Message me or comment if you'd like to join. That is the best. That is the best one for sure. Do you think he got he secured the services of one Xander BB23 as I, as a lawyer. If he didn't, the, uh, Xander I know Xavier. What, I'm getting confused with the guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. If they haven't, I know what they're talking about at the BB after party once they get out. Um, not only is Kai very active complaining on Twitter, he has hundreds, or no, I guess dozens of reviews. <laughs> On Yelp. Under Kyland Y. Not only that, he has he has an animated profile picture on Yelp of him buttoning up his suit and then revealing it to be Superman. Uh, it's excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> so there's a lot of reviews, and um they're all worth reading. But I'm gonna read my favorite. And this is Yeah, we're gonna read through a bunch. And by the <laughs> way, he's not he he's not exclusively a one-star guy. No, there's lots of five stars. He loves yeah. the he loves the carne asada burrito. He loves the horchata. He yeah. loves the employees. When the service is good, he gives fair stars because he to him that's the most important. Thing. And he'll also sometimes be like, "Hey, the service was great, but the food sucked." Exactly. You know, like, and, and he doesn't want to objective. Yeah. Um, but the best, the hit, honestly, the Pulitzer Prize winning review of Kylan's Yelp account is was written on July 16th, 2015 for the Nestle Toll House. <laughs> yeah, where were you? I know where Ke- Kylan was. He was at the Nestle Toll House Cafe by Chip in Rancho Cucamonga, California. <laughs> and he, this is a two-star review. <laughs> two stars. It's so specific. Let me start out by making it clear that I'm a Nestle Toll House fan. And I buy a tub from Costco of cookie dough for every group event I go to and group vacations. First of all, that is disgusting. That is gross. You're bringing that to Mexico? It's going to get worms in it. That is gross. I have this bucket full of salmonella <laughs> and I'm putting it in my bag and the bag is going on the plane and the plane is going to a different country and much more humid country. And you know his friends are like, oh God, Kylan brought that bucket of cookie dough again. He's gonna. Oh, make is he us gonna like- call the front desk and be like, 
my room doesn't have an oven. <laughs> or a mini fridge to store my, what should be stored in a fridge cookie dough. <laughs> um, okay, back to the review. So I skipped the chocolate cookies since I figured there's no point in paying the markup and opted to try a cake pop and cookie shake. I got the shake for half off because of a happy hour and was still disappointed. I am 100% certain that I can scoop any vanilla ice cream into a cup, splash in some milk and cookies, and stir with a spoon to 20 to 30 seconds and come out with something better tasting or at least the same. <laughs> He's very honest. He's like, it could be better tasting, but it would taste the same. It would taste the same. There was nothing unique about the taste, and the consistency was horrible. Completely liquid. <laughs> that was in parentheses. <laughs> Completely liquid. I would have given three stars since I got decent service. And I realize it's unfair to have too high expectations on a generic shake that is half off. But then I remembered the cake pop. The cake pop was very disappointing with each bite having me wondering why I kept eating, which I knew was because it cost me four bucks. I may be an outlier, but I love the cake pop. K-Pops at Starbucks, which was actually right across the street. But this was my first time at Nestle Toll House. I decided they probably know what they're doing, since baking is a bit more of a specialty for them, which is how I also excused the price at first. But I was wrong. Just terrible. Sad when simple desserts can be so disappointing. And, you know, it did warrant a response from... The Nestle Toll House Cafe support team. Yeah. Saying, we're so sorry. We treat all comments with great concern. And thank you for taking time out of your day to write this review for us. Classy response from so Nestle actually, Toll House. Here's the thing. I'm, you know, I'm surprised. I don't know if you can respond to a response. Yeah. Because Kylan has had this issue on, tw on Twitter where he will at, you know, Southwest Airlines and then they don't respond and for like four months and it'll be like four months for a response what a joke this proves that your customer service is back <laughs> yeah, exactly so but the response from Nestle Toll House Cafe was a year and a half later it was in February 2017 this review is from July 2015 right well they they got the response out listen they hired someone to look through the they said, we treat all comments with great concern and we'll do everything <laughs> we can to figure out the reasoning for this. <laughs> what are you doing as Nestle Toll House in 2017 to be like, we have to figure out why the cake pops sucked in July 2015. Listen, we Nestle need a Toll forensic House. investigator to see the, if the dough was properly like proofed that day. <laughs> Cafe by Chip has a lot going on, okay? It takes them a while to get back to you, but the, once they do, they're taking this matter very seriously. Uh, um, there's, uh, oh, there's a Krispy Kreme one I want to read. I got to find it. Also, give, just, give me a minute. just a heads up for future episodes. Um, I want everyone to know that CSI La Las Vegas, so the original CSI, is being brought back to CBS. <laughs> and I'm confident we will be seeing commercials for it. And you know we're going to go off on some fucking tangent about CSI William Las Peterson Vegas. is back. He is back. And Georgia Fox. Everyone. Oh, that's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So Everyone's this is, parents' favorite show is back. <laughs> so just get ready for us to go on a tangent about that in some future episode. This is for Krispy Kreme Donuts, a location that has been closed on Wilshire Boulevard in Santa Monica, not far from where I am right now. Four stars, December 23rd, 2019. A little, a little pre-Christmas Eve, a little Christmas mm-hmm. Eve Eve snack from mm-hmm. Kyland. Four stars. It's Krispy Kreme. Exactly what you have come to expect, but it's the people at this location that made it an enjoyable experience. The staff is kind, smiling, and help go. Little typo unhelpful. <laughs> the main reason I'm giving for four stars as opposed to five stars is because the location is very small, and overall, Krispy Kreme donuts have never stood out in a way that warrants an exceptional review. Scathing. Four stars on a technicality because you are Krispy Kreme donuts. It is impossible to get five stars from this reviewer. (laughs) Incredible. And the people must be really great who work there. There's that, you know, there's a few one stars. There's a very sad one star review of a veterinarian's office where his dog died after getting neutered. Oh, that is sad. Sorry, I brought it up. The mix, the mix. Here we go. I I want to read this Chipotle. (laughs) This is from, this is his first review from uh, April 17th, 2013. Oh my gosh, we were all young children. Then three stars of a Chipotle in Malibu, California. Love the fact that we finally got a Chipotle in Malibu. It never gets old to me. The staff here is extremely nice as I have come to see at most locations. My only concern is that they do kind of cheat you at the portions at this location more than any other I've been to, which is a total of nine for me. I really love all caps Chipotle. (laughs) Me and my girlfriend ordered bowls and neither of us have seen them so filled, have seen them filled so tiny. And that was after I asked for a little extra beans and rice. I know they are required to only give certain amounts, but I have never had as small of a serving as I did at this location. So far, I've been to this one three times and have noticed these smaller than average portions (laughs) two of the three times. My favorite thing about Chipotle, besides fantastic food taste, is that I never leave unsatisfied. I feel bad giving three stars since the staff is so great and the cleanliness is so high. But that is a big deal for me when I go to Chipotle. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe because they're all new, but I guess we'll see if they get better as time goes on. Ellipses. End of review. That is a cliffhanger. I guess we'll see. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Can you imagine for 10 seconds, Brett, being Kylan's girlfriend <laughs> and having to have an hour long conversation oh. with him where he's like, this bowl seems a little emptier than usual, don't you think? I think it is. I think they cheated me out of my beans and rice. I'm going to get a little more, but it still looks a little empty. So white like lotus all over that. again, but the pineapple sweet. <laughs> yes, it, will, it would be nonstop. I can't. I, I know the girlfriend was just like, yep, you're right. Just to try to get him to stop talking. Nope. And then he's like, we got to go, babe, we got to go back again. <laughs> I got to make sure. I got to see if this is an isolated incident. Yes. And then he goes. <laughs> And the portion sizes are normal. Exactly. The and he's like, all right, 50-50, what's going on? Because <laughs> I love Chipotle. <laughs> I got to go. 
back a third time. Third time, gets out the scale, gets out the notebook, portion sizes, too small again. That is a pattern. Two out of the three times, 66.66% of the time, I go to Chipotle. It's fucked up. Not enough beans, not enough rice, not enough onions, not enough peppers. I'm going to write a review. The whole thing in general, I, I can't believe we're like almost about to hit 50 minutes here and we have not even talked about Big Brother yet. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you because we... So sorry. This is a great episode. The, the larger question here is like, who writes seven pages worth of Chipotle reviews? <laughs> well, I just like... I know people love to listen. If you become Yelp elite, I think you get a lot of perks and maybe that's what he's going for. I also have to shout out. He not only writes reviews, he does also take photos and includes the photos in his reviews. He's a big fan of Yelp and he's finally ready to start. Finally ready to start contributing. By my estimation, he's written something like 70 reviews from 2013 to as recently a three-star review of Louise's pantry in March of 2021. Yeah. The potatoes came out oily. I'll just give you a little spoiler. I mean, <laughs> he isn't afraid. He isn't afraid to take a picture, picture of a car door for Joe's Auto upholstery. He's not afraid to take a picture of a burrito at the Halal Guys. A picture of himself at a CrossFit gym. It's, I, I mean, this is just, it's just so perfectly Kylan from everything I've seen on the show. I'm like, yes, of course, this is what Kylan does. Of course it is. Who goes through life just like complaining about everything? It's, well, it's not all complaints. Some of it are five star reviews. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's just like, I don't know. He's going to like. A breakfast diner, like a oily, uh, oily spoon. Was that what Greasy it's called? Spoon. Greasy, Greasy spoon. spoon. Yeah, sort of thing. Wow. See, I got the word oily in my mind because the potatoes came out oily. <laughs> and he's like, "All right, this is like a mom and shop place. It's like serving eggs and potatoes and pancakes." And he's like, "He's like Michelin grading the fucking eggs and the potatoes." Yeah. It's like. You're getting a breakfast for $9. Like, the point is that it's covered in grease and that it's not great. Can I just say that my preseason belief about Kylan has proven to be so true, which is that oh. this guy is so fucking boring, <laughs> but he loves popcorn and movies. He does. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, when your biggest personality trait from the preseason interview is how much you love popcorn. I know you're going to be hella boring. And I was right. Or you could have been a big old freak. But he is so boring that it becomes freakish. And that is evident in his trail, his, his paper trail online. His digital paper trail. I, this, is, this is just psychotic. <laughs> that someone has so much mental energy to spend. The only time I've ever like, wanted to write. complaining about like. Yeah. Like, don't you ever want to write reviews for extreme reactions when something is the worst thing you've ever had or the best thing you've ever had? That's when I'm like, oh, I'm compelled to write a review. Like, I I wrote a review 
for my um, dog walking service because they asked me to, and I think they're great. So I wrote them an absolutely effusive review that I'll have you know has been viewed over a hundred times on Google. Because <laughs> they send me fucking emails. Google sends you emails when you write a review. Honestly, it makes me want to take it down of how many people have seen it. Um, yeah, I've written, I've, I, I probably have a Yelp thing. I think I've written like two reviews. One was for a burrito that I thought was like really awful. One was because I got my car repaired somewhere and the guy was like, if you give us a five star and Yelp, I'll give you an oil change if you come back. Nice. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. This is this oh, service was, was fine enough for a free oil change. Yeah, five stars down. Yeah. And hey, and again, in all fairness, he is never uh mean about the staff unless deserving. Yes, and absolutely. He, and he's not a one-star fight. He doesn't exist in the extremes. He has written a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five-star review. Yeah. You know, he he had two stars for, for Nestle's house, for Nestle's ca- chip cafe. Cafe by chip. Cafe <laughs> by chip. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, like, I think when Yelp first came out, when all of these sort of rate, like, at this stage in the internet, in the mid 2000s 2010-ish yeah there was i think a lot of a i think because humans had never done this before it's like oh i can leave a review i can read reviews about restaurants but i don't know it feels like most people have moved beyond like writing fucking yelp reviews for everything and like nitpicking you know the sauce or the flavor of rice plate at places but kylan as we know he (laughs) talking about mansplaining like He's just go, he, he just has to tell everybody like everything, everything, and just like bombard them with his thoughts and 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 just stand up and and tell everyone what he thinks until they are completely sub- subdued. Um, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Throat. Forget about it. Just like live your life. Okay, we need <laughs> to talk about Big Brother. We do. <laughs> so. Um, Tiffany is HOH. <laughs> oh, we haven't even been talking about what happened this week. Well, I mean, yeah, we can we can try. So um, oh, they we saw- can also say Tiffany was HOH last week as well. So that wasn't yeah, that's true. hundred percent. Well, there's just like what what really happened that we need to discuss about last week. Claire won the secret HOH. She didn't do shit with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> like they they got to, Hannah won veto. She got to pick people to go watch Dear Evan Hansen up in bed in the HOH room. That in itself is a Hey Julie episode. I mean, Dear Evan Hansen, I texted Brad. I said the three words I never want to hear again are Dear Evan Hansen. That They got a lot of promo. I realize it's a Paramount movie. So, you know, like Synergy, they had to make sure they really pushed it. They must really think this movie is going to be a hit. Oh, yeah. Or they People. or they don't have a lot of faith and they're like, fuck. Well, at least the losers who watch Big Brother will like it. Oh, yeah, you show <laughs> everyone cre- like sobbing, weeping. Yes. For oh, my two God. Hours. The tears. Good Lord. Um, and Ben Platt. Listen, I don't have anything against Ben Platt, but he is 45 years old playing a teenager <laughs> in this movie. I think I'm sure he's very talented. I've actually never really seen him in anything, but I'm, I'm sure he's incredibly talented. I just, it's very hard for me to suspend my disbelief. Yeah. So I, again, I have to, I have to come back to Claire a little bit. Okay. Just some very troubling 
troubling things from Claire this week, who yeah. I just waffle on between being like in love with and being like, get out of here. We just have a very tumultuous. We have a tumultuous yeah, we're like we're like Pamela and Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. You yes. know? Can't wait for that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Claire knows who Ben Platt is, knows that he's in like the initial like Broadway official cast. I mean, she's a New Yorker like you and me. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that was troubling that she's like, knows all about it. Right. Because <laughs> only I get to know all about Broadway and relationships. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then flash, flash forward to, to Friday, Thursday. The, 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 uh, the sort of like, 911 episode, 911 Lone Star State with Rob Lowe. Yeah, where everything's exploding. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah Chaos. gets hit in the head. There's, there's bleeding. Beetle, there's screaming. There's a, fire, there's a wasp. Yeah. There's a fire. In the middle of all of this, Claire says to DR, by the way, I'm vegan. <laughs> Huge Claire's, disappointment for me. Claire's DRs are a big problem for me. They're very bad. I think she's like too, she's a very relaxed, chill person. And they tell, they clearly are telling her like, you got to up the energy, like give us these, give these ZRs some flair. And it is just painful to watch. But I guess I won't have to watch them for much longer. So (laughs) whatever. Yeah. I, I have a lot of notes that I don't really understand anymore. I just have, Kylan is a cringe dating profile come to life. Yes. Kylan loves movies. (laughs) Derek Frazier is pissed that he has to pay $14 to see this movie in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I liked how he didn't hide how mad he was. He was so mad that he didn't get picked. Um, There's something like so beautifully honest about Derek F. There really is. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about the coin? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) So we've been building up this coin flip for three weeks. Yeah. And it is like a prop Mario coin. (laughs) (laughs) They open up this box that like a Civil War gun would come in. And it's like (laughs) a piece of wood with paint on it. How do we know if it's like balanced? Yeah. Well, and they also have to use that like system to flip it. This was 100% rigged. Yeah. But it's like they rig it and they don't know what they're rigging it for. Like, they don't actually have a plan for rigging it. They're just rigging it for kicks. They're like, oh, we can't actually have, like, a 50% chance this thing happens because we've been building up to it like idiots for the last month. (laughs) So we got to have the prop department make a fake coin that's, like, weighted towards something. Oh, and we're going to have Claire call the, the heads or tails off screen. Heads, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Let's get the one that's weighted towards heads. <laughs> Not that Claire's going to do anything anyways, but... I mean, what a fun... I don't believe this in this week, coin. This week was just such a such a non-week. There's no point. Can we get to the one interesting thing that could happen this week? Because this week also is kind of a wash. Uh, Even though I'm happy yeah. for Tiffany. I'm happy for my girl. Another win. We'd love to see it. Building that resume. Tiffany for winner, obviously. Um, the interesting thing is, so now there's, there's two non-cookout people left. There's Alyssa and Claire. Xavier, and like, I don't, 
I really don't understand why Tiffany and Xavier or why anyone else in the cookout cares who goes which week. Who cares? Why does it matter? It does not matter. And yet they're fighting and it's causing like this light drama of like, oh, well, it should be X. It should be Alyssa this week. But then X has to go up on the block next to her to make it not suspicious. And like, well, we should bring Alyssa down and force Tiffany's hand because I don't know why for some reason. But that would be the most interesting thing to happen this week is if. So Tiffany is spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, but it's been an hour. We're getting into the spoilers. Spoilers. Tiffany put up Xavier and Alyssa. It's their Alyssa, time. It's that time. It's their time. It's time. It's time. I think it's I don't know. It's their. It's their time. And you know, it's going to be time for next week. Claire. Tiffany and Claire. Yeah. So the interesting thing. Yeah. Is if someone wins veto and uses it, named Alyssa, or. And I don't think this will actually happen. Like, people are getting so excited thinking like, oh, Xavier might win it and use it on Alyssa to force Tiffany's, um, yeah, to force Tiffany's hand to put up Claire. And I, I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think he will either. I I think, I think like Kylan would. I think Derek F. would. I mean, yeah. I've got someone called Derek now. I don't know. There's no, right. there's only one Derek left. Yeah. And there's a Derek that remains in our hearts. Of course. Um, and in the, in the race. But yeah, it's like, say Alyssa <laughs> wins. and I mean, Alyssa's won a veto already. She's been close on other competitions. She's also been hilariously not close on other competitions. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say that it's like, she. I wouldn't say that, you know. I'd say that I there's really, a good chance that she wins. Yeah. Just I really, t- really it, like her, but I do not think she's going to win. No, of course not. She's going to vote out this week. The veto. Oh, the veto. I don't oh, think okay. she's going to win the veto. Does does Alyssa take herself down and force Tiffany to just absolutely destroy poor Claire's heart? The that heart that great. she left at a, on a stoop in Brooklyn playing chess in Washington Square Park. Okay, but you know how non-dramatic this whole season has been? Yeah. Even if yeah. that happened, yeah. even if Tiffany did it. Melissa wins, pulls herself down. Tiff, so sorry. It's time for you all to know the truth. We're in an alliance. Claire, your ass is on the block. You got to go. You know what Claire's reaction would be? Thank you. May I have another? (laughs) Yes. It would be like, (laughs) well, this sucks, but like, I guess they outplayed me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) I, I was like, I just fear because that seems like such a genuine connection that Tiffany yeah. has to be the one to rip Claire's heart out. And, but yeah, you're right. Claire would be like, oh, shucks. Well, yeah. whatever. <laughs> See yeah. you guys at you the party what? in a month. It sucks, but like, Tiffany's my girl and I'm rooting for her to win. So if she's got to get me out to do this, that's what she's going to say. That's what it's going to be. None of them, the only cutthroat people left are in the cookout. It's and it's Xavier, Kyland, and Tiff, and honestly, Derek F. A little bit like he hasn't. I know he hasn't won anything, so we can't really see how cutthroat he is. But he, to me, is truly so like I am in this for myself. I want like I'll throw anyone under the bus. Um, Aza, not so much, and 
Or Hannah is too, actually. I always forget about Hannah, even though she's really growing on me. I actually am coming around to her a lot more. Hannah's great. Uh, she's so yeah. smart. She said something on uh, Sunday's episode when they were like kind of talking before the, the coin flip thing. Hannah was talking to Claire and Tiffany, I believe. I apologize if I'm slightly wrong. And thinking about who has what money. And Hannah's like, I think she ultimately wasn't right. But the point was really smart, which was you have to think about how America watches this show and how America perceives. It's not about like who's likable or who's not, but who's had their back up against the wall and who mm -hmm. isn't. Like who is someone who's been nominated a bunch? Who is someone who seemingly has the odds stacked against them? Yeah. Who's the underdog, right? Like she's like, I think Sarah Beth, I think Sarah Beth might've gotten 75. Like I don't think she got, she didn't get a hundred, but, or maybe she only got, Oh no, Sarah Beth only did get 50. You're right. Because there was hilariously <laughs> right after Sarah Beth said, I'm pretty sure America is happy that I'm in danger. And she was she was right. Um, yeah. But it was a really smart Hannah point where it's like everyone kind of thinks about it in terms of like, am I likable or am I unlikable? It's not right. about that. No. You could be really unlikable. And if like you're the only person left, people begin to feel for you because you're an underdog. And I just think yeah. Hannah the youngest person in the house is wise beyond her years in terms of like For how sure. perception actually works versus just like good versus evil or liked she's, versus yeah, unliked. Exactly. Well, and that's such a simplistic way of thinking of it, yeah. right? And she's clearly able to see beyond that. She's very smart. She's she's very cool. Um, I just always forget about her. <laughs> just she. I'm glad she won the veto because she needs a couple wins. She needs more screen time, I think, and I'm sure she'll get it now that we get to um, get to final six. Yeah, I think does Derek F beat anybody in final two aside from Aza? I don't Kylan? People don't like Kylan. Mm, but I think but like are people gonna perceive that Kylan like just played a better game because he's he's won a few things? I to me, if I was in jury, Derek F would make a very strong case because I don't care. I don't care if you haven't won any competitions. I do care that, like, listen, his best friend in the house, Frenchie, went home week two. Yeah. He um, managed to always be on the right, like, it's hard, I guess, because, like, everyone in the cookout has always been on the right, um, right alliance, right place, right time, right place, right time, I guess. Um, I don't know. Against Tiffany? No. Against Xavier? No. Against Hannah? Maybe. For me. Um, yeah. I'm actually a little bit, because I like Hannah so much, I'm like fearful like of her of her. Because how case. does she vocalize? Yeah, exactly. How, how does she really, I mean, she's smart, so she'll find a way time, to communicate yeah, she's like, it. She's, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Like she might be, she is, she might be the smartest person in the house and that, you know, what I, the point that I just brought up about perception you know in terms of like uh, you know audience favorite or whatever she she just has to apply that, that to pretty, jury yeah exactly yeah so I, I would imagine with you know a few days of lead up she would probably be able to to formulate that and present yeah. it pretty well um, yeah totally and now she has he, a veto under her belt too and who knows how many other you know comps she'll pull off in this final you know half of the game yeah we'll see the vetoes today so we'll see who wins we'll see if any of this is even you know, it's all probably moot. Alyssa's going home, so who really cares? But yeah. um, 
We should get to our questions. We have a couple questions. Yeah. From Matt, it's Matt Steele. If you were on the jury and the final two was between Derek F. and Aza, who are you voting for? Love this scenario. I mean, I just, I didn't even see Matt Steele's question and, and I, I, the one I just asked you about Derek F. popped in my mind. Um, who am I voting for? It's hard because you. I have to put myself in the position of jury who doesn't have the information that I have as an audience member, um, who hasn't seen Aza literally tell every HOH, like, yeah, I was going to come for you, actually. <laughs> and I'm still not target her, um, which I think is so funny. But um, honestly, I think I might vote for Derek F. Yeah, I mean, I think who win, I think Derek F wins. I don't know who I would vote for. Like it would, I think it would, I really don't know because I feel like both haven't really done, both have an equally sparse resume at, to yes. this point. Yeah. Um, in terms of like competition, which is not everything. Like you shouldn't have, you shouldn't, if you don't win any competitions that shouldn't disqualify you from winning the game. Um, but also, I think that they haven't really done much in terms of like actually swaying decision making in the house. Like, no, yeah, they're I mean, both kind of connected at the hip, and the hip is connected to the couch. And like, Asa <laughs> doesn't have a plan; she doesn't know what she wants. Derek F has a plan, and it's been the same fucking drum he's been beating this whole time, which is we got to get the girls out, and no one listens to him. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm interested because there seems to be a bit of a gender split happening amongst the cookout as we enter into a final six, assuming they get to final six. It does seem that they're splitting up a little bit guys versus girls. You know, let's say Aza wins a double eviction head of household. Like, does she put up Kylan and Xavier? Like, I would love to see that move from her. You know, she has too much of a crush still on Xavier. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll yeah. see. Like I think this could be interesting, especially with um, you know, some quick physical comps coming up in the next two Thursdays. We're gonna have two double evictions. So that's gonna be two HOHs, two vetoes that need to be played in five, six minutes or something like that. So whether they're gonna be random, whether they're gonna be mental, whether they're gonna be physical, you know, I think she very much has a shot in all of them. I wouldn't say it's like, you know, Derek F was lasted couldn't last through the commercial break on the on the endurance comp Thursday night. So right. it'll be interesting to see if Aza makes um some some interesting, mm-hmm. some smart moves here in the next like that could flip the script for her. Like who knows? Like she gets out of Xavier and Kyland in like two I mean, consecutive HOHs. So like all of a yeah. sudden, like Oz is like, yeah, Queen. give her the yeah, yeah give her 750k. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she hasn't been a, a thought all season. So We'll see. Um, from Mini Cthulhu, do either of you have a favorite song of the moment? <laughs> great question. <laughs> really great question. Um, I do actually. My current favorite song is Rumors by Lizzo and Cardi B because I'm convinced that Lizzo was created in a lab to only make the kind of music I like. It's always like music about like how I'm great and you guys are haters. <laughs> and it's so fun. It has great melodies. She's got a great voice. I love it. I have much more refined 
indie tastes than Danielle. I know this question was directed towards me. (laughs) Danielle's like, I love Beyonce and Taylor Swift equally. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I discovered a new artist. Oh, God. Recently, her name is Sydney Gish. Oh, and she has a song God. called Sin Triangle. Triangle. Oh my God, this really sounds good. so made up. That's great. This no. Is made no, up. no, this woman's like so young. She, she's 24 years old and she has like two albums. It's like, oh my God, oh, I'm so fucking old. And All right, this Sydney is a, Fish, everyone look her up. Gish with a G. <laughs> and what's the song called? Firestarter? What was it? <laughs> Sin Triangle. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, Halverson, great question. Thank you so much. Halverson 21S wants to know, do you think Xavier will pull a Jed from BB Can 9 if he wins the veto and takes takes Alyssa down? If he does, do you think he will be voted out for going against the cookout for a woman who's not even into him? Here's the thing. I don't. Like, what you described sounds so fun, Halverson 21S, and it's the opposite of what I've come to expect from this season. So, no, I don't. And the opposite of what, specifically the opposite of what you've come to expect from Xavier. Like, yes, exactly. He's got his hand on the wheel and the other hand, it's not trembling. Like that dude knows what he, he is a lawyer. Yes. He is so cool, calm and collected. He's not acting a fool in any way, which was what we wish would happen. Unfortunately, it does not. Those are, thank you for your questions. They're all great. Um, and we know this was a wa- wacky episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Hold on. Always- Hold oh. on. Oh, Danielle. <laughs> we forgot the most important thing. We saved the best thing for last. Danielle, Julie Chen Moonves wore on Thursday night an outfit. This outfit. Honestly, I wanted to forget. Because this outfit was a leather leather pleather mm. i think it's leather it was a leather black oh shit it is dress. it is Don't i actually found doubt a photo me i thought it was to... like a normal fabric no it's leather navy blue i'd say actually maybe not quite black it's like a slate or charcoal yeah um i don't know fitted dress if you look at the picture on Twitter that she posted of her dress and you zoom in, there is a dark mark that I'm quite sure is a stain. And I was so disgusted when I saw this to think that she, she or her assistant or whoever would see this stain and still post it on Twitter. But the audacity to also tweet, it's the ponytail for me. I will admit the ponytail looks good. The jewelry is not as crazy as it's been. But that stain and these shoes, which are pink, studded heels, stilettos, this look is an absolute knot. I thought this was not leather. I mean, it appears just from this photo that it is. I don't know if this is a stain. It looks like there's like some stitching here and it's like the end of some like artistic why would you, stitching I know, here. I thought that too, but I was like, why would you stitch it to look like a stain? <laughs> you know, maybe she dropped a little... It doesn't she went to Nestle sense. Toll House Cafe and a little, <laughs> little chocolate chip fell. <laughs> That's what it looks uh, like. I was going to give it a hot until I zoomed in, I enhanced, and I... I, I, I 
It's weird because what I saw on television was not leather, but my eyes do not, my eyes do not deceive mm-hmm. right now. It's going to be not for me. And the shoes don't even fucking match. They're just a joke. They look like Mario Party. <laughs> a lot of Mario references today. Yeah. Well, Sorry, everyone. Danielle. And the show. I know you have things to do. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for your questions, your comments throughout the week. It's been very fun. Always tweet at us at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. Send us an email. HeyJulieBigBrotherPodcast at gmail.com. We will be back next week. Will we talk about Big Brother? We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> the, 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 the possibilities are endless, endless, as you've noticed today. Bye, Julie. Bye, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>